It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti hitting you guys back up here after day one of practice is in the books. Finally going to have some real football to talk about. We're just going to kind of do a little roundup of some op- some media observations and talk about what Ron Rivera talked about after practice. Just kind of a just kind of a quick summary a little bit of last night what happened as the Panthers held their first official training camp practice, which is always which is always exciting. It wasn't really in uh, full gear, it was just uppers, but still good to see them back out on the field and getting ready to go. But before we get into the action from last night, I want to thank our great sponsors over at BlueChew.com. Hey guys, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Well, now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color blue, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code Locked On, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So let's jump into it now. Uh, first, a little bit of roster note. We talked yesterday about Pre- Marty Herney's press conference and how they were in the process of signing a tight end. Well, sure enough, they did go out and sign a tight end. Cam Serenier, the undrafted rookie tight end out of Wake Forest. Now, Cam Serenier was uh, pretty... You know, he was pretty solid when it came to being a member. He was one of the leading receivers, really, too, of the Wake Forest, Wake Forest offense. Now, not that Wake Forest really wowed anybody 
with their with their offense. But Sarnier does did play 47 career college games, had 174 yards, 2075 or 174 catches, 2075 yards, and 21 career touches, and he was one of the leading receivers last season for the Demon Deacons and what was a, a solid season overall. So he'll he'll come in now, get a, get a few practice reps, and kind of you know there's a chance he could just be a camp body, and uh, you know just work his way into the rotation. They did talk a little bit about the, the tight ends too from the first day. Obviously, Greg Greg Olson had a, a solid solid practice. There was some notes that Ian Thomas did pretty well, but they also liked what they saw out of Jason Vanderland, who's you know kind of down on the, on the depth chart right now. But a lot of people have been pretty impressed with what he did during the spring. Well, he's not really a guy that we really talked about much, but he's someone that got some love during day one. So certainly he's a guy that looks like he can, you know, maybe a guy to uh, keep an eye on as training camp continues once we get into the preseason. Uh, and, you know, there's, we'll see if they want to stash him on the practice squad. I don't know if they're going to keep four tight ends. So this, he's one of those guys that's kind of fighting for his roster life, so to speak. So we'll see if he can continue the good, Good showing he had in day one. Overall, Ron Rivera said it wasn't flashy today, but that's not what we're looking for. We're looking for consistent. I was really pleased with it. Rivera, Rivera even talked about how he liked a lot of the little things. I mean, I'm talking with the media after practice. One of the things he, he talked about was little things that he was impressed by. Um, checks at the line, communication between the players, just a lot of that small stuff that you that the casual fan might not really notice during a game or even in practice that Rivera was pretty happy about that really kind of helped run the team. I guess we'll say help run the team, run the practice well. So uh, he was he was very he was very happy about that. Obviously, there was definitely some ups and downs. Um, one of the big notes from the first day of practice is that Devin Funchess ended up limping off the practice field with leg cramps and sitting out the rest of practice. Uh, turns out Rivera mentioned it was actually both legs he had to cramp in. So not the best start. Uh, they also noted looking at Max Henson's training camp observations. Again, we'll look at a couple observations from different sites, but one of one of Max Henson's observations before he talked about Funches going out was how he dropped a quick slant late in the session as well. So it sounds like it was pretty late, you know, pretty close to the end of the session that Funches went off, but still, you don't want it. It's tough to see even just a small injury like that. On day one, um, going back to the tight ends, 
talk from Max Henson again. He also also mentioned how Rodavir praised Vanderland, who he said continued to get open just like he did throughout the season. Uh, also praised Ian Thomas a little bit, said he had a solid practice, caught some passes underneath, ran hard. So good to see the rookie shown a little bit. Demir Bird had himself a, a heck of a practice. In fact, I remember seeing on Twitter Jordan Rodriguez mentioning four, four straight slick catches, I believe she put it as, for Demir Bird. So it was, so it was good to see him kind of, uh, kind of get himself going. As we look at, we'll kind of run through some of her observations real quick now. Uh, so she started talking about C.J. Anderson, saying, as as was custom since his days with the Broncos, was practicing in full sweats in the Spartanburg heat while everybody else was in shorts. Tell you what, I can never do that. I'm not one of those guys that can go full sweats in heat like that. I'm, I'm someone that, that's got to wear shorts. So props to C.J. Anderson there. First two receivers that caught balls from Cam Newton, who, by, who, by the way, there was some talk too about Newton with, um, you know, the injury last season. But Cam looks fully healthy, ready to go. Uh, he was. They also talked about how, and even going back to like Max Henson talked about how Cam Newton got the fans excited with the music. Uh, he says. Cam Newton wanted to hear some music during practice. He made that clear early on as he yelled at the crowd, Y'all want music? Eventually he got his wish. Rivera gave the thumbs up and DJ Vinny cranked up the music, which played until the end of practice. A new era indeed. Hey, nothing wrong with uh, with some music. I know even, even the high school teams here like to play music during practice. Uh, I've always, I've never really had a problem with that. You know, it, it basically simulates the loud crowd noise that you're going to see on Sunday afternoons. So nothing wrong with a little music to get your fans excited, get it, get everybody excited. But uh, going, going back to Jordan, so she said the first two receivers that caught balls from Cam Newton in individual drills were Devin Funches and Torrey Smith. Uh, talked a little bit about Marquise Haynes, the fourth round, fourth round pass rusher. Essentially, you know, he's, he'll likely be just kind of a pass rush specialist. Uh, she noted his quickness. Thomas Davis tipped a pass from Cam Newton, but first round pick DJ Moore still hauled it in. Um, and I and I know Max Henson kind of talked about that a little bit too, saying. One of the more interesting plays occurred during the first team period as linebacker Thomas Davis reacted perfectly to defend a short pass from Newton. But Davis couldn't corral the ball, and wide receiver DJ Moore took advantage, reeling it into the delight of the crowd. Hey, so there you go. Good first showing for, uh, for DJ Moore there. Uh, back to Jordan. Talked, 
Talked again about Funches saying he looked a little quicker coming out of his breaks. And defensive end Deshaun Hall, last year's third-round pick, uh, looked like he fil- has filled out a little. I've talked about Deshaun Hall, how he's definitely a guy to watch after losing his rookie season, or most of his rookie season, spending that on IR. So hopefully Hall is kind of a guy that can come in and earn himself some reps. Uh, you know, he was pretty well touted himself coming out of A&M. Again, he kind of got the label that other A&M rusher because, again, he came out along with Miles Garrett, who went number one overall. So Hall's going to be an intriguing guy to watch. Uh, then she talks about Demir Bird, who, again, sounded like he had uh, a fantastic practice, especially making some great catches. She said he made a diving over-the-middle catch. From Garrett Gilbert that drew ooze from the crowd. She noted he had five impressive catches in the session. So there you go. Uh, this is interesting. At one point, Newton took a huge box of Bojangles from the crowd and sat down in the end zone with the rest of the quarterbacks like they were at a picnic. The crowd went nuts. No chicken was actually consumed. Hey, team's got to have fun during practice, right? Nothing. Wrong. Now, I've personally never had Bojangles, so I can't really say, you know, yeah, I don't know about you guys, how you guys, if you've ever had Bojangles, what you guys think about it. I've never personally had it, so I can't draw on any experience there. Uh, then she talked about Devin Funches, who again left mid-practice with cramps. Uh, he say, he's, she said he shouted to a fan, I'm cramping. The fan shouted back, just be good for week one. That's definitely something you see a lot, too. You even kind of saw it. With fans talking about Julio Jones and the potential holdout, though, that's going to end because they reworked his contract. But with these big players now, you're basically saying just be there week one. They they don't care about they don't care about training camp anymore. They they just say be good for week one. Before we jump back into, it, I want to thank our great sponsors too over at Nordic Track. You know, sometimes it's hard to find time to go to the gym with a busy schedule. I've always said I'd love to find time myself. But listen up. Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts and the convenience of your home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline trainers, and strength. You can join high-energy streamed workouts any time of the day without stepping out the door. Join streamed workouts in both studios and exotic destinations around the world. Start your day with a run through the streets of Paris and end with cross-training on the shores of Thailand or work out on the African safari. Workouts are led by the world's top personal trainers to ensure you meet your fitness goals. So here's a special offer for our Locked On listeners. Get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and using the promo code locked on. Again, visit N-O-R-D-I-C trackcom slash locked on l o c k e d o n and use the offer code locked on during checkout to save seventy five dollars off your purchase. 
We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And then she talked again about Duke or uh, DJ Moore saying after one catch, Moore duped two defenders. When the pads go on Saturday, that'll be fun to watch. So there you go. So one more day without without pads, and then it's full gear tomorrow. And that that was always my favorite time too when I played football was putting the pads on for the first time, getting that live hitting going. You know, everybody looks good. Um, I'll use the term one of my high school coaches used when I just visited their practice the other day. Everybody looks good in soccer practice, and that's essentially what this is. You're, you're basically – now, yeah, they're, they're wearing their uppers, but they don't have the full gear on. And, like, we, we – you know, you go back to the spring, that's basically what it is. You're just in T-shirt and shorts. Uh, so everybody's going to look good without the gear on. Come Saturday, we're really going to see what some of these players can do. Uh, then, then Jordan wrote some roster notes. Uh, first team defensive line was Wes Horton, Kwan Short, Dontari Poe, and Mario Addison. Again, Julius Peppers starting on the pup list, so there's some room there for reps opposite Addison, and Horton's the guy. And, and again, Horton's someone we've talked about that the Panthers seem like they're pretty high on. They're excited to see what he can bring to the table, so... Good to see him getting those first-team reps with Peppers on the sideline. Uh, she talked about Alex Arma, who actually began camp with the tight ends. You know, Arma, we know, of course, was – and he, he was kind of versatile at West Georgia, too. Uh, he, he played a lot of fullback, but he was someone that was able to go out and catch some passes. So interesting that he's with the tight ends, and now you're starting to see that's – bit of a big group now so we'll see what how that plays out uh early group in the first team secondary james bradbury dante jackson rashawn galden and mike adams um but she noted that group was fluid with kevon seymour and denor searcy rotating in rivera also praised the the secondary as well he liked what he saw to seymour uh, praised jackson a little bit talked about his quickness so again, and uh, you know, and fluid's definitely the right word here. You know, those guys, Ross Cockrell, obviously in there. So a lot of guys you're going to see rotate in there, and really other than left guard, who by the way, Mini Silatolu got the first look at left guard, which was as expected. So those, as we've talked about many times in the past, are going to be the two two big position battles to look at, and then. Kind of an underrated position battle, too, is going to be the backup quarterback job. You know, Garrett Gilbert got the got the first crack, or at least as Ron Rivera talked about to the media, it was his turn in the rotation to get those those first reps as the number two quarterback. I'm sure you'll see a lot of Taylor Heineke and rookie Kyle Allen, so that'll be something to look, look forward to going forward. And then... Couple more notes 
from the observer uh, McCaffrey and and actually too I was mentioning Jordan Rodriguez because I got it from her Twitter but it's a mix of all the guys at the observer Joseph Person Jordan and Scott Fowler uh, last two so just want to give them them all the credit on this and then the last two notes they talk about McCaffrey, Moore, and Smith were fielding punts. And then Cornelder also got some reps at outside cornerback. Uh, so that was so that's pretty neat. Again, Elder, uh, same with Hall. Elder's a guy that lost his rookie season, so he's someone that is going to try to step up here. He was someone I liked out of Miami. Uh, interesting they're playing it outside, too, so that's neat. Um, which kind of brings up another note that Rivera talked about after practice, how he was really impressed with Captain Butterland in the nickel. And he, he's certainly the favorite to start the season at nickel, but certainly Cornelder will kind of will kind of fight there. Uh, so let's go back to then to Max Henson over at Panthers.com, a couple more of his notes. Uh, so, again, he talked to about Demir Bird with some real good catches. Also noting that Dante Jackson was all over him. Uh, said wide receiver Rasheed Bailey also flashed, particularly when he reached up to snare a rocket from quarterback Taylor Heineke. Uh, they also posted the picture of all the quarterbacks sitting in the end zone wearing or eating Bojangles. Uh, it's... And looking at the picture, I mean, Cam Newton just has the biggest smile on his face. Uh, they're all sitting there laughing. But it, Cam Newton looks like... I don't, know if, I don't know if someone made a joke or something, but Cam Newton just looks so excited uh, sitting there with his teammates. So re really cool there. Uh, Max notes that one of Rivera's favorite plays of the night came courtesy of... Greg Olson down the seam for a big game. Uh, he said Rivera credited the pre-training camp workouts in Baltimore for helping to establish some timing even before stepping foot in Spartanburg. Yeah, that's, that's something else he talked about in the post-practice media presser. Uh, he was asked about that, about those workouts in Baltimore. I uh, talked about the connection with Newton and Olson. Talked about how Olson was running around and then kind of dipped it a little more inside, but Newton still hit him because he knew that Olsen was going to be there. It's just that trust factor that we've seen now for the last how many years between Newton and Greg Olsen. And here's the quote. He said it was supposed to be a little different route, but Greg bent it more inside and Cam threw it there because he knew he was going to be there. That's what you want to develop. Uh, he, he says a couple f football fashion notes because everybody loves fashion and football. <laughs> Uh, he says, first wide receiver, Mose Fraser, was wearing his game pants during practice. And undrafted rookie linebacker Chris Frey is rivaling Newton for the shortest shorts on the practice field. Uh, and he posted a couple pictures. So, yeah, there's Frazier with his practice pants. And then Frey's shorts only go up about halfway, halfway down his thigh. You can actually see... Basically, the entire tattoo he has on his right leg. It looks like, and I can't even tell what it is, but it's it's a 
very big tattoo that basically goes from the middle of his thigh all the way down to probably about the middle of his leg. I mean, he's got kind of the high socks that cut off the bottom. But, uh, hey, I'm, I'm no fashion expert here. So, if, if, I were, if I were saying this place, I'd say you do you. That's basically it. Uh, another note from that Max Wade's, a local dining establishment, had a plane flying over Gibbs, Gibbs Stadium with a sign that read, Keep Camp in Spartanburg. I'm going to guess this kind of has to do with the latest trend that all the teams now are moving or have been moving camps back home, as it were. Uh, in fact, a uh, stat I found the other day was that now we're 21 of 32 teams that practice at home, and they consider home either their normal practice facility or within 10 miles of home. Spartanburg, of course, is about 75 miles from Charlotte. But the thing, too, is that I've all, you know, I, I grew up around the Eagles, and I used to love driving down to Lehigh. You know, of course, the Eagles are one of those teams now that practice home. But when I was younger, they, you know, especially, you know, I grew up during the Andy Reid era, so yeah, but they used to do, go there long before Andy Reid here. But my era was essentially the Andy Reid era when I grew up, you know, as growing up. And they used to practice at Lehigh University, which is about an hour and a half from where I live. And I used to love driving in my, driving down to Lehigh. Uh, I, used, I used to go for the early sessions, so I used to get in my car 6 o'clock in the morning, be there for like 7.30. It, it was always just a fun atmosphere, being on the college campus, uh, seeing all the practice. And this was back when they had all their practices open to the public. Now the Eagles only have two practices open to the public. I, th I think the pan I believe all the practices, you know, and if you guys are out there listening, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe all the practices are open to the public for the Panthers. But obviously there's a lot of teams too that are, that seem to be doing that more often as well, closing off a lot of practices. Uh, but there's a lot of, you know, there's still that little bit of intrigue in terms of going out and being on like a small, small campus, um, you know, kind of traveling a little bit for practice. You know, you, you look at the Steelers, they've been at Latrobe for a million years, it seems. And Latrobe is about 40 miles east of Pittsburgh. But it's 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 that atmosphere that is really what it comes down to for some of these teams. So you know the the fans I'm sure really love the fact that it's at a a small college campus. You know, Wofford obviously isn't the Alabamas of the world, or or even in South Carolina. It's obviously not. South Carolina University, it's not Clemson University, 
but it, it's just the fan interaction, you know, even especially being in like a small area, it's easy for the fans to get up kind of up close and personal with their favorite players. And really, obviously that's why a lot of fans go to practice. That's, that's one reason I always went to training camp practice just to see the team, get a close shot of the team. So, you know, we'll, we'll see down the line it, what the Panthers decide to do, but it seems like they're, they're happy and have been happy over the years being in Spartanburg for training camp. Uh, and then Max's last note was on new owner David Tepper. He said Tepper signed autographs, fist bumped pan, fist bumped fans, excuse me, and appeared to be thoroughly enjoying his first practice at training camp. Max said he roamed the sideline and chatted briefly with various players, made his way onto the field during an install period to talk with Rivera and Marty Herney. So, and then talked about how. Rivera said, Rivera praised Tepper as well, talking, all that good stuff. So, good to see the new owner getting involved early on. So, overall, sounds like it was a, a very good first day of practice, which is certainly what you want to see after a couple weeks off. So, hopefully, they can continue this momentum going forward. Uh, again, knowing that the first pad of practice is... Saturday or tomorrow, rather, uh, that's always exciting. Like I said, I was always a fan of when the pads go on. It's always when we see who really wants to play, and that's really what it comes down to. So, so that's it. Uh, that's day one of camp in the books. Uh, if you're at practice, hope you enjoyed it, and if you continue to go to practice, uh, if you if you are at practice and want to tweet me your your observations, as always. You can find me at Bill underscore Setti. Let me know what you guys think seeing them in person. Uh, we'll continue to do this throughout camp and start getting ready less less than two weeks of the first preseason game. Uh, so with that, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast listening pleasure. And until next time, take care, my friends, and we'll see you next time right here on L.O.P. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.